Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoredea, Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Gerim, Halacha Gimel. We're in the middle of paragraph Hey. In this volume, it's the subparagraph, V'alkein Nitna HaToyro Ba'ish. That based on what we've been learning here, we can understand why when Hashem gave the Torah in Har Sinai, it was the, the mountain was on fire. <clears throat> We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Mayor Mendel Ben Chaim David, whose yard site is today on the 23rd of Av, and also Lilu Nishmas, Yentefradel Bas Rabbi Yeshuarye, Harini Kaporas Mishkava. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia, Gitaleya Bas Frumit, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Daniel Yehoshua Ben Yenta Frida Blima, Necharocha Bas Hindaleya, Froma Bas Ganesa, Yehudas Nechama Bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchak Ben Chanarifka, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Pesya Bas Chayester, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avram Ben Soraleya, Avigail Bracha Bas Shiratvoira, David Lay Ben Shena, Shlemanisim Ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Chaim Aryeh ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Soramaya bas Sipka Rivka, Gitgenendel bas Sipoira, Lebele bas Sipoira, Tuvietzvi ben Chayaliza, Avivi Lona bas Yuspendel, Sorocho bas Yuspendel, Yehudas Ruchama bas Chavarus, Betzala Rechiel Michel Ben Chiachava, David Ben Behia, Shendel Baslea, Yisrael Ben Chanalea, Hayelet Shoshana Bas Chanalea, Eliana Golda Bas Chanafega, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel. And today's shear is actually being sponsored by Avraham Ben Lea. For a complete refuah shalema for David ben Behia, Shemba Baslea, and for a Zivuk Hovon for Dina Baslea. The Alkane Nitna Toiro Boesh, based on what we've been learning here, based on chapter 59 and Likutimaran, about the importance of Mishpat in bringing people close to Hashem. And we said that Mishpat is associated with fire, Boesh Hashem Mishpat. That's why when Hashem gave the Torah to Bnei Yisrael, it was given with fire. Just a moment. I want to double-check something. That Zivok Hogan was Rivka Basleya. Ainu bechinas eish hamishpotanal. He had Torah biatzmo nikres mishpot. Because the Torah is called Mishpat, the book of justice that defines Hashem's justice. Umach Mashaoz Bishas Matan Torah Nisoyer Bishlemus Eish Hamishpat, and because of the fact that at that time when Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people on Har Sinai, there was a, there was activated this fire of Mishpat, Kemashikosuv, as it says in the pasuk. That we heard the word of Hashem from the fire. 
Alkein Be'emes Nizdakuos Legamri Me'achiza Sarah. That's why the Gemara tells us that at Har Sinai is when the Jewish people were purified completely from any attachment to evil or negativity. As the Gemara says, on the Pasuk Chorus Al Haluchais, that the words of the Torah are engraved on the Luchais, the Gemara says that the word Chorus is also Chorus, that the Jews achieved a freedom at Har Sinai. Freedom from what? Chorus means free from the angel of death, which means free from negativity. That's when the tumor of the original snake was removed from Klal Yisrael completely. The Gemara says in Shabbos that when the Jews stood at Matan Torah, that tumor of the original snake that it injected into Chava, which continued for generation after generation, it stopped completely when the Jews stood at Har Sinai. How? Through that fire of Mishpat, which was activated through the sound of the shofar, which blasted at that time at Matan Torah. And as we mentioned in the previous paragraph, that the sound of the shofar has the ability to initiate this fire of Mishpat. The Bechinas, as the Pesach says, Koil Hashem The Koil Hashem, the voice of Hashem, the sound of the shofar, comes forth flaming fire. The Iker HaKilkul Shenizkalkil Achakach Bechet HaEgel Hoyorak Alidei HaErevrav And we know that the damage that was caused shortly after Matan Torah, with the Jews getting involved in the Golden Kef, was specifically be, with, with the guidance of the heir of Rav. The heir of Rav are that category of people who want to convert, whom we are not allowed to convert. Because the mishpot that we have isn't strong enough to eliminate the Ra inside of these non-Jews. As Rabbi Nezal explains this very thoroughly at the end of cha- towards the end of chapter 59 in Likud Imran. That's where Rabbi Nezal addresses this issue of those Geirim who we don't accept, or those nations from which we don't accept converts. Question in the chat. We learned earlier that in order to activate this fire of mishpat, it requires the person that's trying to bring this these people close to Hashem to activate this fire of mishpat by auditing themselves. That's one way that this fire of mishpat is activated. Rav Nosanzal is showing us that there's another way that the sound of the shofar. The Jewish people hearing the sound of the shofar, the Torah says, is it possible for the shofar to be blown and people won't tremble? That trembling has the same effect as the, the mishpat of a person auditing themselves. So, so the power of mishpat is limited? 
Question, the power of mishpat is limited? The answer is yes. Everything is limited, except Hashem is infinite. The Torah is infinite. Everything else, depending on how strong it is, that's what will determine how effective it could be. When the Mish, we're going to see, Rav Nosenzal is going to go into a discussion about Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And he's going to show us that because by Avraham and Yitzchak, the Mishpat was not yet Bishlemus, that's why Avraham Avinu had a son, Yishmoel, and Yitzchak had a son, Esav. Whereas Yaakov Avinu was zeichet that all of his sons were religious, all of his children were religious. And this is tied into the Gemara, which Rabbein Ezel quotes over there in the Kutumran, and we touched on it earlier, where the Gemara says that in the Luchais, the letter Mem, the end Mem, and the Samach had a miracle that kept the middle piece of, of stone that was that surrounded on all sides by empty space, that kept that middle piece in, in its right place. Because the luchais, the tablets, which is the, had the Torah on it, which is what defeat, what eliminates the Ra and caused the Tumor, the snake, to be terminated, because the luchais were given with fire, they are this power of the Mem and Samach, Shehu Igula Viribua, which is the circle, the Samach is a circle, and the Mem Sofit is a Ribua square, Shehu Bechinas Bitul Hara, which Rabbein Zal shows there on the Kudimran that the Mem and Samach represent the Kisei Mishpat, the throne of judgment based on Psukim, a Pasuk in Yecheskel, I believe, which shows that the back of the Kisei was round. The Kisei had an ogle, a roundness to it. And Mishpat, the Choshin Mishpat, the breastplate that the Kohen Gadol wore, was square. V'alkein, be'eis ha'haschola, she'nezgala she'nizborach le'moshe, liftois es Yisrael mi'mitzrayim, this will also explain that when the whole project of taking the Jewish people out of Egypt. It began, how did it begin? By Moshe Rabbeinu being out in the mountains, and Hashem appears to Moshe Rabbeinu to tell him the time has come to take the Jewish people out of Egypt. We find the Pasuk that Rabbeinu Zal quotes over there in chapter 59 of Likutimran, a heavenly angel revealed himself to Moshe Rabbeinu over there in the burning thorn bush, in the flaming fire of the burning thorn bush. Why the fire? Why the malach? Because of the fact that it was then and there that Hashem was commanding Moshe Rabbeinu to go take the Jewish people out of the Tumah, the impurity of Egypt, and to bring them close to Hashem, Shezeo Bechinas Geirim Ubalei 
just like a convert leaving the non-Jewish nation and joining Klal Yisrael, or a Balchuva leaving their previous ways and becoming religious, that activated the, this, the, the power of the angel, which is this fire of Mishpat. Because Rav Nosnel says this is the only way that we can bring people close to Hashem. Now, Rav Nosnel didn't have to put that word rak in there, but he's making a very important point that this issue, the fire, the ash, the yira, is a critical component. You leave that out, if you're bringing people close to Hashem with, just with love, it will not succeed. You might see a, min, a, a minimal success or a temporary success, but if you're missing this most important component, it's not going to succeed, chas v'shalom. You must have this combination of Ahava and Yira. Question in the chat, how could Moshe Rabbeinu have known which Geirim can be converted or not? The answer is that the, the Arizal reveals that even Avraham Avinu knew. How did he know? The, the, the Medrash tells us that Avraham Avinu had this special tree, which when a guest would come, he would have them sit under the tree, the Zohar Kodesh says. And if this guest qualified to be brought close to Hashem, then the tree would spread its, its branches to provide shade over that guest. If the person didn't qualify, the branches would turn upwards, not providing any shade, implying that this person is not welcome. And it's brought that Hashem said to Avram Avinu that I'm, 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 you're going to be named Avraham ki av because I have appointed you a father of a multitude of nations. Av hamoin goyim nisaticha. The Arizal says that the first letters of hamoin goyim nisaticha are spell the word noiga. And noiga is a combination of good and bad. Noiga is twilight. Noiga is that clip or that place which we can bring close. We can extract the good from there and integrate it in the Kedusha and eliminate the bad. Whereas the other Klippos, the Onon Godol, the Ruach Sora, the Ishmis Lakachas, which are mentioned in the beginning of the Novi Echeskel that surrounded the throne of Hashem, they represent those forces of evil that cannot be included in the Kedusha. And again, the Torah tells us that Avram Avinu and Sora Imenu where he was a tzaddik, she was a tzaddikis, they were able to tell who's noiga and who's not, who can be brought close and who cannot be brought close. So Moshe Rabbeinu certainly was able to tell, however, however it's brought, that Moshe Rabbeinu's desire to bring people close to Hashem and to spread Hashem's greatness was so great that in a sense he couldn't contain himself. He wanted so desperately, and, he, and it looked that if this is a time when the Jews are going out of Mitzrayim and Hashem is, is spitting fire at the Egyptians and everything, it looked like the perfect opportunity when it would be possible even to be Makar of the Erev Rav. 
But unfortunately, there was a miscalculation there. Nimtza, paragraph Zionel, Nimtza, we conclude therefore, Shekoil Shoifor Moirer Eish Hamishvad, that the sound of the Shoifor <coughs> activates this fire of Mishvad that's needed to, re, to burn away the Ra. Shalideze Nichna Hora, Vaideze Daiko, Yechoilan Lekarev Geirin, Urochoikim Lashemizborah. And if we have the power, to be machmia vera, then we can be mekarev geirim and those and other people who are distant from Hashem. and this is the great pasuk that we announce on Rosh Hashanah. Tiku b'chodesh shoifar b'kesel leyoyim chagenu ki choik liYisrael who mishpat lelekayakov blow the shoifar on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei on Rosh Hashanah. Bakese, when the moon is covered up in the beginning of the month, the moon is, is hidden. On the day of our holiday on Rosh Hashanah, because this is a law for the Jewish people. This is the justice coming from the Hashem of Yaakov Avinu. Rav Nelson Zal says, look at that word there. Because by blowing the shofar, we activate that mishpat that's needed to eliminate the ra. And now Rav Nosanzal explains, this is one of several places in Likut HaLochas, where Rav Nosanzal explains the special chapter of Tehillim that we recite before the blowing of the shofar, before the Baal begins the shofar blowing. <laughs> chapter 47 in Tehillim. If you look at that chapter in Tehillim, the entire chapter is discussing all the nations of the world coming close to Hashem, converting. Then in the end, they will all convert and return to Hashem. All nations of the world join hands. Because Hashem is the king, awesome, king over all others. Fear. The Pasuk says, Hashem is a great king over the entire world. Because everyone will convert and come close to Hashem. Hashem will subdue and subjugate and crush nations under us. And Hashem will choose for us our most important inheritance, which it's brought, the Gemara says in Zvachim, this refers to Yerushalayim, which we said is the nickname of the Heichel HaKodesh, this special palace that Sadiqim built for Hashem, bringing people close to Hashem, bringing people inside of their synagogues, their yeshivas, that's called Heichal <clears throat> HaKodesh. 
And we said that it's also called Yerushalayim because of Yerushalayim, because there the people are taught Shlemus Hayira. Because by bringing in converts and Balei we're building the, city, the holy city of Yerushalayim, which is this holy palace, which is generated by, by people coming close to Hashem from distant places. Rabbi Nezal shows this over there in the beginning of the Torah. He defines what is Heichel and what is Kodesh. It's brought because Rabbi Nezal says there that when a person is trying to do this, in, in the process of trying to bring people close to Hashem, not, not everybody is successful. And what happens is there are many that fall away. There are many that start coming close, but they don't complete the, the mission. The, the Zohar Kodesh says on the Pasuk, Mi Yale Bahar Hashem, who will climb the mountain of Hashem and who will remain there in the holy place? And the Zohar Kodesh says, there are many people that start climbing the mountain, but they quit somewhere along the way, or they get knocked out somewhere along the way. And there are few that are Zohar to be Yokum bim koim kotshoi. So Rabbeinazal says there that those few, there's a Pasuk, just a moment. Yes. A pasuk in Yeshaya Hanavi, chapter four. Where it says, Vahanoisar Beirushalayim Kodosh Yomaloi, that those who remain with their Shlemus Hayira, they will be referred to as Kodosh. That's this Hechal HaKodesh, which is made up of those people who remain connected to the tzaddikim, who, who, who are bringing these people close to Hashem. Uh, the, the beginning of the post is, Hanishar Betzion v'hanoisar b'Yerushalayim kodesh yomaloi. Those who remain with Tzion, Tzion is b'gematria yosef, the tzaddik. Those who remain loyal and connected to the tzaddik, v'hanoisar b'Yerushalayim, and they remain with this shleimus hayira, Kodesh Yomaloi. They are members of this Kodesh, this Heichal HaKodesh. Shehi B'china Seichal HaKodesh. Exactly. Vezehu es Geoin Yaakov. Rav Nosazal is continuing to explain the chapter in Tehillim that we say before Shofar blowing. Es Geoin Yaakov. Yaakov Daika. Note that Yaakov Avinu specifically is mentioned in this chapter of Tehillim. Ki Yaakov hu B'chinas Mishpat. Because Yaakov Avinu is the one who represents perfection of Mishpat, as the Pasuk says, Bechinas Mishpat Leloike Yaakov. And all of this is going to be activated through the Shoifar. And this is why, again, the Pasuk says there in that chapter of Tehillim, 
Allah Elohim Bisrua, Hashem Bekoil Shofar. Hashem is elevated with the Trua and with the sound of the Shofar. Because again, this activates the Mishpat. And this is why the chapter of Tehillim concludes there with the words, the, the generous ones, the good ones among the nations of the world were gathered in, gathered into the Jewish people, the nation of the Hashem of Avraham Avinu, because Avram Avinu is the first one who really started this process of bringing people, doing outreach, bringing people close to Hashem. The Hainu Geirim. He Avraham Avram Avinu was the first one. As it says in the Gemara in Sukkah, because as Rabbi Nezal defines over there in the Kutimran, through the sound of the shofar, through mishpat, that's what enables us to be able to be makari people who are far from Hashem, like Geirim. And now Rav Nosanzal says, "Bishvil zeh oimrim kol hamizmor hazeh hamedaber migeirim koydem tkiyah shofar kanal." And this is why we recite this entire chapter of Tehillim, which discusses converts right before the blowing of the shofar. Because another function of the shoifer, the shoifer is mishpat, but the shoifer is also that instrument that gathers in all the people from distant places. All those people who are distant and who feel dejected and rejected from Hashem, all of them are able to come to be brought close through the sound of the shofar. Shubchinas mishpat, kemayshana as we say in the Shmon Esri and Rosh Hashanah, teka b'shofar gadol lecheruseinu. Hashem, please bless the great shofar, announcing our freedom. V'soneis lekabetz kol yaseinu and make the miracle happen that will bring about the ingathering of all the exiles, the Korev Pizureinu Mi Goyim, and gather in all the scattered sparks from among the other nations. And as it says in a Pasuk in Yeshaya Novi, that on that day in the future, the great Shoifer will be blessed, and all those who are lost in the land of Ashur, Assyria, Assyria, and those who are distant, re- rejected in the land of Egypt, they'll all come and bow to Hashem on the holy mountain in Yerushalayim. Because the shoifar is that instrument that gathers together and brings close all those who are lost. Those who are far from Kedusha. They're able to come close to Hashem through that fire of Mishpat. The sound of the shoifar. 
And this is what builds that holy castle, that holy palace for Hashem, Shehu Bechinas Yerushalayim, which is Yerushalayim, this center of people who have this Shlemus Hayira. Vezehu Vehishtachavu Lashem Behar HaKoydesh Beyerushalayim. Rav Nosanzal says, note, Behar HaKoydesh Beyerushalayim Daika. This is referring to what Rabbi Nizal calls over there in chapter 59 of the Kutimran, which is built through those who are far lost souls who, who are brought close. This refers to those who were previously distant from Hashem. And now they're coming to bow to Hashem and to, to come close to Him. All of this is accomplished through the sound of the shofar. Shehu bechinas yira. The shofar is yira. Bechinas eish hamishpat hanal. Yalkein hoyo eitzel habesn shofar. And this explains why the Gemara tells us in the beginning of Sanhedrin, that a court, one of the instruments that they had in the Jewish courts was a shofar, so that whenever a person had to be put in cherem, when ex- excommunicated, they would bless the shofar to make an announcement. Everybody should know that nobody's allowed to engage this person in conversation or in business in anything. Again, besn, mishpat, ki shofar hu mishpat. Because the shofar is this power of mishpat. Any questions, please? This gives such incredible meaning to what's going on on Rosh Hashanah when they're getting ready when they finish Kriya Satoira and getting ready for the to, to begin Musaf. The Baltoke is getting ready, and the whole shul says that paragraph Lam Natseach Rivnei Koyrach Mizmor. Paragraph 47 in Tehillim, and we say it seven times. It's brought that the number, when you say it seven times, the number of words is Bigimatria Shoifor, if I'm not mistaken. Paragraph Ches, V'alkein kol ha-koilois shalan shoifor he-meshuloshin. Kemo and this explains what the Gemara says towards the end of Mesechta Rosh Hashanah, that the, the different sounds of the shofar are in triplicate. Shir tekiah kisholosh truos. The Gemara there defines the length of a tekiah is like three truos. Shir trua, the length of a trua, each one of the blasts in the trua is a, the, the trua is, is three times three. It's nine quick blasts. This again connects to Mishpat, which is three, three judges, as we learned in the previous year. And this explains why the highest level of Mishpat among the other Sakdoshim is Yaakov Avinu. Ki Yaakov Meshulosh Ba'avon. 
because Yaakov Avinu is number three of the forefathers. Bechinas Yaakov Chevel Nachalosoi. Yaakov Avinu is called the rope of, of the Jewish inheritance. Kamuva, and, and as it says in Sifrit, Kechevel Hagodel Beshloishov, like a rope that, that's built, that's developed with three, three strands. Three strands, when you make something out of three strands, it says a triple-stranded rope cannot easily be broken. Because Yaakov Avinu is a composite of all three avos. The Pesach says, that Yaakov Avinu is emes, Emes is Aleph, Mem, Tav, beginning, middle, and end of the Aleph base. He's koilel all of them. Shehim bechinas bezn shel shloisha. And the three forefathers of the Jews are like a bezn, a quorum of three judges. Shemehem yoytze hamishpat, from which mishpat comes forth. Shaydezeh megayren geyren bebezn shel shloisha. And as we learned earlier, in order to convert a non-Jew, you need a bezn of three. Because this besan of three is drawing their spiritual power from the three avos, from Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. And of the three, the main one is Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is the one who was that his family was complete, all religious, without anything, no, no strays. Because so long as Yaakov Avinu had not yet come into the world, who was number three, who was the, just like the third judge, is the deciding factor when there's a conflict between, when there's a disagreement between one and two, the third one is the main one who can decide, who can help Ish make a decision. Because majority rules. So long as Yaakov Avinu was not yet in the world, Avram Avinu and Yitzhak Avinu were not able to eliminate the Ra completely. Avram and therefore, Avram Avinu and Yitzhak Avinu, who are both involved in converting people, they were not spared from having the negativity attach itself to them. And therefore, Avram Avinu had a Yishmoel come from him. Yitzhak Minu had an ace of come from him. Because the negativity had not yet been defeated completely, eliminated completely, until Yaakov Avinu, number three, came along. He represents the completion, the complete Mishpat. And then, by, by Yaakov Avinu, the Ra was eliminated completely. 
through that mishpat, which by Yaakov Avinu was 100%. And therefore, his bed, the bed of Yaakov Abinu, his produce, his children, were all perfect, all complete, all Jewish, all religious, etc. Without any attachment of Ra. And therefore, of the different sounds of the shofar, tkia, shvor, and trua, the main one is trua. As we find in the Chumash, it doesn't mention shvarim or tkia. It says, it refers to Rosh Hashanah as yoim terua yelachem. Rosh Hashanah is the day of the trua. And as it says in chapter 47 in Tehillim, which we quoted earlier, Olo elokim betrua Hashem bekoil shofar. Because the trua is three, 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 three blasts of the shofar. It's triple in its sounds. And trua corresponds to Yaakov Avinu. Hashem does not see anything bad in Yaakov Avinu, referring to the Jewish nation that comes from Yaakov. Hashem is with him. And the trua of the king is inside of him. Because it's through the sound of the trua, which is the third sound, corresponding to Yaakov Avinu, which is Mishpat, Shleimus HaMishpat, through that, that makes it that Hashem does not see anything bad in Yaakov, anything negative in Klal Yisrael, meaning that there's no longer any Ra inside of us. The Omel, Omel and Oven have been removed. Because all the Ra was eliminated through the fire of Mishpat. Any questions, please? Question in the chat. Can we show exactly how the fire of Mishpat manifested itself in Yaakov? How do we see that the Mishpat he was engaged in was more perfect than that? The answer is, Rab Nosanzal showed us by the results, by the results, that Avram Avinu, who engaged all of these non-Jews and everything, some of the Ra stuck to him, and it had to come out in the form of Yishmoel. Yitzchak Avinu, who took, took it to another level, again, was also involved, it says, by Yaakov Avinu, Vayeshev Yaakov Be'eretz Megure Yoviv. Yaakov Avinu lived in the land where his father had lived, but it uses the word Megure, and Rashi, I believe, quotes the Medrash, which says, so that Yitzchak Avinu was also involved in being Megayar Geirin. But again, because the Mishpat wasn't complete, Therefore, some of that Ra attached itself to him, and it came out in the form of Esav. By Yaakov Avinu, we see 
that by him, everyone that came out was pure, showing that by him, the mishpat is bishlemus. And this is why on Tuesday, which is the third day of creation, corresponding to Yaakov Avinu, the, the Shir Shalyoim that we say on Tuesday is chapter 82, Shemedaber mi Mishpot, which speaks about Mishpot. Which is also in this aspect of Yaakov Avinu, Shehugamkein Besholosh, which is also three, the third day of the week, Bechinas Yaakov. Kamashikosov, as we find it says there, Elokim Nitzav Ba'adaskel. Hashem stands in a gathering of judges. That's what it's referring to over there. Vezeh Shesim, and, and the, pasuk, the, the paragraph concludes there. Rise up, Hashem, and judge the world, because you are the one who will make Seder, make complete Seder. Because through this Mishpat, this enables all the nations of the world to come close to Hashem. You will you will inherit the word sinchal daiko ki nachala zu Yerushalayim yirakodesh. Because as we learned on the previous page, the term nachla the Gemara says refers to Yerushalayim, the holy city of Yerushalayim, shehi heichal hakodesh, which represents this holy palace shenivna al yedei agerim, which gets built by those people who are far from Hashem being brought close to Hashem. Now, Rav Nosanzal goes into a very, very important discussion about the procedure that's followed when a non-Jew says they want to come to join Klal Yisrael. And this is why when a non-Jew comes to convert, we open up the discussion by saying, why in the world would you want to convert? Why would you want to join the Jewish nation? Don't you know that the Jewish people now are very downtrodden, they're very sad, they're very beaten up in exile? Because when this process is starting, we must push away the person a little bit. And by insulting him and distancing him a little bit, we're hinting to him that the term could be translated two ways, that it's not a good idea for him to come close to join the Jewish nation, or Enoi Kedai, he doesn't qualify, he's not worthy of joining the Jewish nation. Vazai And if they're hearing all of this, if the non-Jew says, I don't care, I'm willing, despite all of this, I want to join, 
ויאמר, he says, יודעני, I do know, I do know about the difficulties that the Jewish people are going through, ואיני כדאי. And the truth is, I don't feel worthy even of joining the Jewish people. If he comes with that humility, then any negativity that was attached to him in being a member of these non-Jewish nations is eliminated. It's, it separates itself from him. As the Torah tells us in the story of Rus, that we read on Shavuos, as we mentioned in a previous year, it says there that Nomi had two sons, and the two sons married two non-Jewish women. One was Arpa, and one was Rus. And, and then the husbands died. And Nomi said to them, forget this, forget the Judaism, go back to your families and everything, and marry whoever you want over there because you see that this is no, you see what's happening to my family. You see that my whole, you see that there's a famine in Eretz Yisrael, there's no food, we, had, we left Eretz Yisrael and both my sons died. So it says there that Orpah kissed her, 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 her mother-in-law and said goodbye and she left. Verus Dovkabah. Whereas Rus remained attached, she said, nothing in the world is going to get me to leave you. Orpa represents that evil, that negativity that wants to attach itself to a pure, a, a real convert. Like Rus. And that negativity, that evil becomes distance, gets removed through this hisrachus, by being told, forget this, you don't need this, you don't want this, by being discouraged. Because this discouragement, this lack of encouragement that we give the ger, that we try to discourage them from coming and joining the Jewish nation, this is like what the Zohar Kodesh speaks about, about beating, beating someone up. Blows, which a person blows on, on another person. As the Zohar Kodesh says, the Zohar Kodesh says that when you have a piece of wood and you're trying to light it, and it's not lighting, it's not catching fire, what do you do? You beat it, you beat that piece of wood, you pound it, and that makes the wood more, more e easily able to take on the fire. Gufa, the Loisalik so too the Zohar says, a body that isn't ready to receive light, holy light, gets a beating, gets a beating, and then that prepares it to be able to receive the holy light. This is referring to a person who's far from Hashem, who's still involved in Averis and everything. If that person wants to come close to Hashem, they have to endure some beating. Because as a result of us trying to push the convert away, to distance them, and the convert ignores all of this. 
and pushes themselves and forces themselves, forces the issue to come close, even though they're being discouraged. This is how he beats up and defeats any negativity that was attached to him. And this itself is a form of mishpat. Because this individual who's involved in doing this outreach, in trying to bring people who are far from Hashem, trying to bring them close to Hashem, he, he laces his words with mishpat. He starts off by saying things that the person could interpret as rejection and dejection, that the person is being discouraged. Instead of getting chizuk, instead of hearing words of encouragement, the person is hearing things that, that could push them away. This is the concept of judgment. And whereby the, the leader is judging that person that he's not yet qualified, not yet deserving of being brought close. And therefore he pushes him away, he discourages him. He shows that person words that'll push the person away. And if the person is determined and strong in their mind that nothing is going to push me. I know what I want. I know that this is what I want. The person says, despite all the things you've told me to discourage me from joining the Jewish people, and I know that I'm not even really worthy. Could be that's why I'm hearing these things. That person has already received the mishpat, the judgment, the blows, by being able to stand up to this test of seeming rejection, pushing away, discouraging. And this helps to eliminate completely any ra in that person, and then the person qualifies to be able to be brought close. says, this is why true tzaddikim, when a person first comes to them, sometimes they don't put out the welcome mat. Sometimes they'll say something to the person <clears throat> To, to that will be discouraging to the person, that'll make the person want to say, I don't, I don't want this, I don't need this. All of this is a test for that person in order for that person's benefit. Because pushing away is one of the ways that we really bring a person close. As the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Shalom, Shalom, Larochoik, Vilakoroiv. Peace, peace to the one who is distant and to the one who is close. 
כי אי אפשר לקריב הרחוקים כי הם על ידי שיעמדו בניסויון של הסרחלוס. Because it's impossible to really succeed in bringing people close to Hashem who are far from Hashem without them first experiencing Hisrachos, without them first going through tests, which when that test happens, the person feels as if this is a sign from Hashem that I sh- or this is a sign that this is not for me, that I shouldn't get, get involved in this. But in reality, that's a form of mishpat. That's a form of a left punch coming, coming to the person in order to be machnia the ra of that person, in order to cleanse that person. Because when a true tzaddik shows somebody richuk, he, sh- he shows the person that he's pushing the person away a little bit, that's a, an example of mishpat. That tzaddik is lacing his words with mishpat. And the true tzaddik knows exactly how to talk to each and every different person. What to say to this one, what to say to that one, what not to say. In order to bring one person close and in order to cause another person to become distant. Just like in the case of Arpa and Rus. Naomi knew exactly what to say, which Arpa would interpret as validation for leaving. And Rus would understand that this is just a test. I'm just being tested to see how serious I am, how loyal I am about this. All of this is based on the mishpat in the heart of the tzaddik, the one who's, who's doing this. And by doing this, the tzaddik tests and analyzes and checks the hearts of these people who, who are saying they want to come close. To see how serious are they? Is their whole heart in it? Or is it a half-hearted attempt, like we say, that they're not really serious? They're just, they're just, they just want to do it in order to satisfy their curiosity or to satisfy their, their honesty, to be able to say, I tried it, I saw it didn't work for me. And when the people are able to withstand the test, and the people push in, they push in, I'm, I'm not leaving, insisting to join, even though they're being shown discouragement. This is that betisha that the Zohar Kodesh is speaking about, about striking, beating up the piece of wood, the, the person being given a beating, this beats up their body, and this helps to destroy all the obstacles that these people have, both from within and from without. This is referring to those challenges 
And those tests that these people have from outsiders, from other people, trying to discourage them from coming close to the tzaddik, and the pain and suffering that these people feel inside of themselves from the fact that the tzaddik is not welcoming them. They're feeling rejection. They're feeling discouragement. And when they succeed in eliminating all of these obstacles and all of this pain, this makes it that any negativity that was attached to them is burned away, it's destroyed. And this enables them to really, really come close to Hashem. Rav Nosanzal here is speaking from firsthand experience. There were a few incidents in the first year or two that Rav Nosanzal was coming close to Rav Nosanzal, where Rav Nosanzal pushed Rav Nosanzal away, where there were things Rav Nosanzal one time made an insulting remark to him, and other times, and these were just tests for Rav Nosanzal, who was so great at Talmud Chacham, and coming from such a wealthy, reputable family, so much kavod and kavod, to see how Rav Nosanzal would take this. Would he get insulted and leave or, or ignore it completely and stay and become closer? I remember hearing this a lot from my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, who was involved a lot in trying to bring people close to Hashem. And he said there were many, many cases where because a person was oversensitive and the person heard something sometimes or they saw something which they took as an insult, they took it as a form of rejection, or they felt it was wrong. They felt that the rabbi was said something wrong or was mistreating them somehow. And then the person left, the person quit, not realizing how much good they had gotten from, from, the, from the tzaddik, from the person, and, and, and being willing to give it all up because of a slight little thing that they, they got, not little, let's say a slight thing that they got hurt by. Nothing is coincidence. Recently, I've, I've been in touch with a good friend, but young, in his early 20s, and this person has been through a lot. Very, very, very difficult childhood, teenage years, very tremendous difficulties and challenges, and joined the Israeli army and went into the one, a high, one of the highest elite units one of the most difficult challenges, and almost got to the finish line there, went very, very far, very high. And this person was being hosted by a family for years, I think maybe five years, that this person lived in, in a home of a family of relatives. And most of the time was treated like, like a, a member of the family. Picture hosting a guest. There's a, a joke <laughs> among the hosts about guests who, who forget when to leave. They don't know when to leave. And, and company like that, there are people who host guests, sometimes even families, sometimes even parents. Person is hosting their parents for a Shabbos meal or something like that, or, or for a period of time, parents coming from a different country to spend time with their kids and the parents are staying with the kids. And we know that unfortunately we're human 
And unfortunately, the, the, the human mind and the human heart very often, especially mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, all kinds of different relationships, where it's important that people know boundaries, that people know, they know when to come and they know when to leave. We know in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, in the chapter that speaks about Bikr Choylen, visiting the sick. It's such a big mitzvah to visit somebody when they're sick. And a major part of the mitzvah is knowing when to leave. And there are people that don't know that and they torture, they're torturing the, 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 the sick person. The person says, when they first came, I appreciate it was wonderful. Then I had to go to sleep. I had to do that. I couldn't do anything because they were sitting there and sitting there and sitting there or standing there and talking and talking. And they didn't realize that it was too much, that, that kind of thing. So this person at one point felt that they, they, were, they, they went through a very like major insult and, and something, a very, very bad experience. And because of the bad experience, the person said, that's it. I don't have anything to do with them. And when you look at it, you look at the big picture, five years, five years, of, and, and try to add up how many good things along those five years. There were mistakes made and there are mistakes made. People are human. People are human. We should be to be able to look at things correctly, to see the good and 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 to see the negative, and and be able and especially when it comes to a tzad, coming close to a tzaddik, if a person feels rejection from a tzaddik or a person feels rejection from Hashem, it's the the satan the Yitzhara magnifies the negative and shrinks the positive. We should be to reverse it to always remember all the good things that Hashem has done for us and is doing for us and is going to do for us and all the good things that the tzaddikim do for us. thereby to get close to Hashem and to be to the Gula Shlema. One more point in the chat, just a moment. Question. But when Balei Tshuva are actually Tinoikos Shenishbu, many times it's people who didn't know, not they intentionally went against Hashem, they were brought up irreligious, they didn't know anything about religion. When they come close to Yiddishkeit, they're always encouraged. How then does the bad get stuck to them and not get eliminated? The answer is, if they're, only be, if they're only being given encouragement, if they're only being given the right hand being brought close without any of the left hand pushing away, then it won't really work. It won't really be successful. To, to make bread, you have to have flour and water. And doubling the flour and leaving out the water won't work. It won't make bread leaving out any of the important ingredients and adding more of the other one, it's, it's not going to come out. It's not going to be successful. Rabbi Nizal and Rabbi Nizal and the Gemara and the Chumash teach us that you need this combination with the right hand bringing close, with the left hand pushing away, the left hand being the weaker hand. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We're close to the finish line. Tomorrow is Erev Shabbos Kodesh. The week should close with all kinds of good news and Hatzlachas and Rafuas and, and Yeshuas.